0: Hello and welcome to episode 243 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. So Henny. Yes. Here's what I'm going to tell you. So today, something that really rots my crotch. Uh-oh. Rots my crotch when I'm doing pu- a puzzle and there's pieces that come and they don't come, they're missing. But you know what even is worse? Is this
1: puzzle had eight duplicate pieces. What? So like, there's a piece that's already in, and it's got yeah. so it like so it's clearly a manufacturer's problem. Yeah, and
0: the I, the first time I was saying, I feel like I don't know. This makes no sense. All this one area is done, but I have this piece, and I, like I'm looking to see did I put something in incorrectly? Uh, oh no, you know what it was? It was the it was the border. Oh and it wouldn't match like I had these two like pieces and anyway and then he's like that's because those these pieces are the same I'm like what and then I found more and more and more and more and more so I already was thinking there's probably going to be pieces missing I was missing two pieces like of a thousand piece puzzle I
1: hate that
0: uh, and you know, I every time I'm doing a puzzle, I'm, I'm like thinking about you and Phil because like, <laughs> Phil is like, I don't understand what you're doing. Like no. honestly, it's like a dog's breakfast on my. And I have a puzzle board now, which I just love. And so I have like in the like in the middle where there's pieces, I've got them like just. Little oh that that I know that will go with these ones. These have to go and then I'll have like three pieces maybe together just sitting there and then two mm-hmm. over here and then a little pile. And then I literally just have everything sitting in the box and I'm just like going through pieces in the box.
1: No, 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 no. But I, I, have I to
0: move I, I
1: cannot fathom working on a puzzle out of the box. You see, this is why because our brains work differently. All of the pieces have to be laid out. No. I need to be able to see them all, all at once.
0: Yeah. No, I
1: don't, ha- well, I don't have the, I don't have the luxury
0: of doing that because I, have, I move my puzzle a lot because it's outside. But now you have I- a
1: puzzle board.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's a thousand, it's a thousand piece puzzle and the this puzzle board fits a thousand piece puzzle on it. It doesn't oh, so have not pieces extra that, piece. no, there's no extra pieces. If it's a 500 piece, but even that, I don't think I can get all the pieces on it, but okay. I do know there's ones that have other boards, but they, one, I bought this here, so it wasn't available to me to buy.
1: Yeah.
0: Two, I did look at the sizes through Amazon b- before I went to Canada last time, thinking maybe I could get it in my suitcase, which I could not. So <laughs> I- Gotcha. Okay, so I, I did my due diligence on this okay. situation. But anyways, but I I am happy as a clam just to do it like that. At the end, I do put them into, like, the things so that, you know, it can so get strange. things in. But I also like puzzles that have very specific um, patterns on them. So, like, if it's a cityscape or whatever, because then, you know, okay, if there's words, perfect. I can pick all the ones out with words.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me.
0: The last one I did also was like rot in my crotch because that one, the photo on the box, one.
1: Was different from the photo on the puzzle.
0: Yes, was different. And the photo, there was no like separate, some puzzles put on the back, like the whole puzzle so you can see without having any of the other advertising on it, you know. But no, this one did not. So I, I have to Google, I have to Google like, an image but then it doesn't even look the monkey was a monkey on there the monkey was on the other side of the flipping light post doing something different it's annoying
1: <laughs> okay i'm just thinking about this because i just saw this on instagram a few days ago and i thought of you and i i should have sent it to you but i don't think i did it was like a little video of a segment of kelly clarkson's talk show yeah, okay and she had a what is it called it's not he's not a magician, he's not an illusionist he's he's like something where he's like doing mind kind of tricks okay and and there there's a name for it. I can't remember the name, but people are yelling at the at, the, at their iPods I know yeah <laughs> does anyone have an iPod <laughs> <laughs> anyway I uh and so he she had this guest on and so she, he had a plastic bag like a ziploc baggie that had puzzle pieces in it and mm-hmm. It was a uh, I think a 500 piece puzzle and so he said here are 500 pieces and so he had Kelly Clarkson like look at the pieces and like like pick them up and like look through them just to sh- to show that they're different and that they're not all the same and and then he had her pick A handful of pieces out of the bag and so she had to pick so she did that and then he had her pick like split them into two groups because I think Mm -hmm. she had eight pieces and so she had to split them into four and four and then put four back in the bag and then she had to pick one out of the four that she had and that was the piece that she had and so then he put the other ones back in the bag and so then he's like you know he's like I knew that this was the piece you were going to pick and she's like, okay. And then someone wheels out a board that has wow. a puzzle, except entirely, entirely made on it. And that was the missing piece. No. Sandy, how?
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how? How is it possible? No idea. <laughs> I was gobsmacked and I mean I was like maybe it was you know one o'clock in the morning and I was exhausted and delirious and that's why it was so like incredible to me but also I think it just was incredible yeah sounds like it was oh it sounds like it was oh my goodness I'm gonna have to find that video yeah yeah I I was like this cannot this cannot be real this is this is wild Goodness, yeah, so now, now
0: I mean, this, this puzzle that, that had all of this shenanigans, uh, it wasn't an expensive puzzle, it was like a two pack I bought off of Amazon. I think it was like on. Yeah, like I bought it on Amazon Prime whatever I think I paid I don't know 16 bucks for a two pack thousand piece whatever that's fine because I do so many puzzles yeah and but the one that I got that was like that it what I didn't have the image and all of that that one I think I paid like 40 bucks for here because oh, wow. their puzzles are expensive and it was of like it was the city of London like it was a Piccadilly and all of that oh, yeah, it was yeah yeah really cool but it was caricature done right. And so it was really fun with, like, clowns and all kinds of stuff all over, lots of people. And I was like, oh, this is really annoying. So I um, make my own jam for Phil, right? But I usually make strawberry. Yeah. And so I've experimented with a couple of different things. On the weekend, on Instagram, something came up with, like, berries here. Now, raspberries are very expensive here. Like, for the little clamshell, it's almost $10. So I saw that this one berry, berry whatever, had a flat that had six things of raspberries and six of blueberries. Now, mind you, they were only 125 grams. So the other ones, 250. So it's still like the equivalent of three of the raspberry things that I'm paying 25 soles for. So that, okay. but now I also get blueberries and the same for right. like six for like 65 soles.
1: Yeah. So I mean, so, it, it's a good deal. It was a good
0: deal. Yeah. So anyway and then this is my math right (laughs) it feels like oh my god i don't even know what to do with you so (laughs) but then it was well but if you spend 80 soles, you get free delivery. And so I said, oh, I'm looking. And they didn't have a lot of stuff on their website. I'm like, oh, just get a bag of frozen strawberries. That's fine. I'll use it next to my make jam and I'll just throw them in. But then that wasn't enough because now these things were on sale. So now I got to get two. And it feels like, how much is delivery? I said, I don't know. He goes, it's seven soles, but I just spent 21 soles <laughs> to get. <it." laughs> yeah. Okay. Correct. But I think I've saved money. Like this, like I saw a reel where, like, the woman was like bought jeans and then she took them back because they were on sale or she bought something else and then she told her husband that she saved money. I said, Oh, I've seen that reel before. Anyway, that's my math when going to Costco, and then it was like, I got a price adjustment and all of this sort of stuff. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, so I've never made raspberry jam, and so then I yeah, so I thought, okay, I'm gonna do that today. So I Googled it, and I was like, wow, that is easier than strawberry jam. So right. anyway, but I don't get a lot of jam out of this. Those the like, you know, it wasn't even a kilo, just under a kilo of of berries. Okay, uh, but the jam gelled so easily, and normally I have a little bit of a problem with it, but it was so, oh. it is, and it tastes yummy. And so yeah, Phil's gonna be very surprised because he's not home right now because we're recording at night and he's out. Yeah. And when tomorrow morning, I'm just gonna put the strawberry jam out or one with his peanut butter so I can have it on his English muffin. And it is so tasty. Uh, so I, I got some blueberries now. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with those, but I might make, I think I'll make strawberry and blueberry jam, like a berry jam. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of jam? Oh, strawberry. Like just strawberry alone? Yeah. And do you like a yeah. chunky? Yes. Yeah, me too. And do you, are you brand, like, uh, you have a brand that you like?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, we had Kraft. Yeah. It was like the big Kraft container of strawberry jam. Uh, yeah. However, I grew up just down the street from Edie Smith. Yes. So we also were partial to Edie Smith Jam. E.D. Smith was a is a huge for people who are not from the Hamilton area, it's a a huge factory and orchard and vineyard and farm like fruit farm uh, very mm. very close to where I grew up. We used to get uh they had a black raspberry okay. jam. Yeah. And we used to get that around Christmas time. Because there was a, it's my all time, mm, is it my all time favorite cookie or is it my second favorite? It might be my second favorite cookie. It's my Nana's recipe and they're called, I mean, they're not uh, cookies that people, like people will have seen these cookies before. She called them thimble cookies. I think they have other names, but they're, they're, they're a type of shortbread. Mm -hmm. Um, But. They, first of all, you, you, when you make them, you make the shortbread dough and then you roll it into a little ball and you dunk the ball in egg white and then you dunk it in crushed, uh, either crushed walnuts or crushed pecans, depending on the nut that you like. And then you, you put them on a baking sheet, you bake them for a few minutes, then you pull them out and then you put a thimble on your finger and you like. Put a th- like you punch a little thimble like dent yep. to each one because then right before they're done baking you spoon a little bit of jam into yep. the dent and we yep. only ever used the ed smith black raspberry jam to uh. put those cookies and we must have we must have used that specific jam because that's what nana did because i can't yeah i don't know why else we would have been so like specific about brand and flavor but the the only jam we ever put in those cookies and funny i love those thimble cookies okay
0: so i think they're also called thumbprint because i think ah i think yeah yeah, i think
1: so but thimble
0: it is and it's they're they're amish cookies okay i mean that could be i I just like googling It. it um but yeah, it's it's basically a thumbprint cookie. Yeah.
1: And we only ever had them at Christmas time. Oh, so funny. And I actually was
0: thinking about making those um, this year. So delicious. I was They're googling so something, but I but I made I made, I made a thing is about getting different color cookies or different types of cookies, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like you know, just making cookies just to give away, basically, is what I'm doing here. We're here. I, I mean, brownies
1: these ones, too. these Thimble cookies are nice because they're different from other cookies because uh, they have the little dollop of jam, but they also are covered in nuts, right? Yeah. So yeah. they do and they have a different look, right? Like, maybe not a color because they're brown in color, but yeah. the jam gives them a little dollop yeah. of red. But uh, but the, the they, they do look different from a another type of cookie just because of how they are. They're a little labor intensive. Yeah. But I mean, if you're making cookies and like rolling them out and cutting them with like cookie cutters and icing them, that, that's labor intensive too. Yeah. I do that in two, I actually three days, I
0: make the dough one day, because then it has to sit in the fridge. And then the next day I rolled them and then I baked them. But then I put them in the freezer because then I knew I was looking for the corn syrup, which That's right. you were telling right. us that, that was the other day. day. Yeah. Correct. And then I made the cookies and the green ones, the trees look really good. The color is like beautiful. And it, 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 it did what it needed to do, it was like two tablespoons of this. And I'm like, this is like, genius.
1: Um, I have not been making cookies at my place, but I did make dinner in the instant pot the other night and Mm -hmm. it, I was, I was, I don't want to say skeptical, but maybe a little, just, just a little nervous that it wasn't quite going to turn out. Mm -hmm. Sandy, it, it came out perfectly it was so easy so delicious and like we we barely started eating and mark was like this is really good (laughs) and i was like okay (laughs) And, and so what what did you make so it was just a chicken and rice dish yeah um so it was okay it was chicken thigh skinless but with the bone in yeah i I I personally prefer white meat so I never buy or I mm. very rarely would buy dark meat and I never buy chicken with the bone in. Yeah. So to buy chicken thighs with the bone in was very strange mm. for me but I was like, "You know what? This is the recipe and I know like Mark likes that." So I was like, "Well, we'll we'll give it a sh- we'll give it a shot. It'll be okay." Anyway, it was great. It was so so it was there was a like a little mixture of spices And, oh, you know what it was? It was a Saison spice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was, uh, like, she had a recipe for it. So you made your own. Okay. And so it was a mixture of spices, a spice blend. And so you marinated the chicken in the spice blend and a little bit of apple cider vinegar. Okay. So that was that. So you had that sitting then you did in the Instant Pot, because you have the sauté function, you do some garlic and uh, an onion and, you know, if, well, you brown the chicken first. Then yeah. you take the chicken out. Then you throw the garlic, the onion, um, a, a cup full of like frozen mixed vegetables, a bunch of cilantro, some green onion, like a bunch of that sort of stuff. You sauté it all together and then you put some rice, uh, some chicken bouillon, some water. Uh, I think that's it. And then you stir it all together and then you put the chicken back in Mm -hmm. and then close up the, the instant pot and set it to, to pressure cook. Yeah. And, and so I did it all and I set it to pressure cook and it was supposed to go for 27 minutes. So, well, 27 minutes in, a pressure, in the pressure cooker means it's going to be longer than that because the 27 yes. minutes starts once it's up to pressure, right? Yeah. So I set it to do that, and then I'm going to say not even five minutes. Not even five minutes had gone by, and I heard the Instant Pot beep. And I thought, oh. why is it beeping? Like, so I go over to where the Instant Pot is and I can see on the screen, it's saying food burn, food burn, food Ooh, burn. No. And I'm like, oh no, what what does this mean? And so I Google like Instant Pot, like food that. burn. And so what it means is that the, the pot itself has stopped cooking because it, thinks there's not enough liquid in it and it's worried that the food is going to burn to the bottom of the pan so i had to release whatever seam was there there was none it was not it was not pressurized um Mm. and open it up and then i like like moved it around scraped it around a little bit and like it wasn't burnt to the bottom but it was very like there was whatever liquid i had put in that was gone. Oh. And so, but like I followed the recipe, like I did, yeah. it out. but anyway, so I added an extra cup of water and stirred it all up again, closed it up again. And so then I thought like, first of oh. all, it's the first time I've ever done this recipe. I'm already a little bit like not hundred percent sure how this is going to turn out. And now I've had this issue where like it wasn't right. And then I opened it and then I added extra stuff and then I closed it again. Anyway, when it, when it beeped again after 27 minutes of cooking and I opened that uh, that pot, yeah. it was perfect. Mm. It was so, so flavorful, so tasty. The chicken was fall off the bone. Like it, nice. it really was great. It was, I, it was, uh, I, I, I I was winning dinner. You
0: were winning dinner. Yeah. I um I I do look forward to being able to use my ninja foodie. That will be nice.
1: Yeah, it, I always just feel like so satisfied when first of all I I think I have a general sense of satisfaction when I cook something and I'm happy with it, like and it tastes good. Mm. But then when it's something new, I feel you know. even better. You know, yeah. like I'm like For sure. yes
0: adding it to the repertoire repertoire
1: yeah 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 it was it was great the other thing unrelated completely unrelated to food and cooking and cookies and all of those things and not really related to health and wellness at all but I just have to say something about it because it's just such a real delight for me in the last few days so I'm reading this book (laughs) and it's called crossings and the the uh, the the subtitle is how road ecology is shaping the future of our planet. Oh, okay. It is fascinating. It's it's ultimately it's about the development of roads and road systems. Mostly in the United States, but then they do talk about roads and road systems in other places of the world as well, and why they exist and really how they've impacted and continue to impact the environment. But it's more than just like, we've constructed all of these roads, that's bad for the environment. Like, it's it's the next step where it's like, and now here are things that that people are doing to like work with what we have right now or here are Mm. things that people are doing to protect like areas of the environment that need protection or you like and so there was a whole chapter for example on roadkill Sandy (laughs) I mean I know it sounds ridiculous but like this this kind of thing is my jam like and the thing is like I don't I mean, never before in my life have I really thought about roadkill, like, other than I see it on the side of the road, you know, like, yeah. and yet, I am like, this is the information that I needed to know in this moment, and I am carrying this with me, like, <laughs> I just, I eat this stuff up, like, these, like, specific, weird, like, yeah, topics <laughs> that I never knew I needed to know about before, these are my favorite things to learn about, I'm telling you, like, okay. So many interesting things, like, and like, and like. For example, they research research shows because people research this stuff. Research shows that if the speed limit is fifty kilometers an hour or lower, the chances of roadkill is very slight. But as soon as the like, as soon as the speed limit is sixty kilometers an hour or higher, it's like the the number of instances of roadkill has like multiplied by four, and it's and it's that difference like between wow. fifty and sixty kilometers an hour. That's what makes the difference. For huh. example, also roads <laughs> that have very little traffic yeah. have very little roadkill. Roads that have tons of traffic have very little roadkill. It's the roads that have sort of like a medium amount of traffic that have the most roadkill. Because when roads are extremely trafficked, the animals stay away because they know that they can't pass it. Right. Whereas if and if there's very little traffic, then the the animals can cross no problem. Or like. Because there's so little traffic, I'm not, you know, like, I don't have, like, me as a driver doesn't have other traffic to contend with, right? Right. But it's the middle part that is the real problem. But Mm. then talking about, like, all these different crossings that, because that's the title of the book, um, that people have created to try and, like, uh encourage different animal species in different places in the world to cross either over or under big highways. Okay. Because what happens when the roads get built, if they're major highways especially, yeah. then the the animal species are trapped because yeah. they can't get past it. Right. Mm. And so and they so they were talking about things that they were doing in different places of the world with different animals. And because when they uh, when they originally build the crossing they have to use something to entice the animals through mm-hmm. whether it's a tunnel or a bridge or whatever and so like for elephants they use elephant dung because mm-hmm. because it's a familiar scent to elephants and so they think there are more elephants so then they go along that way yep. but with jaguars in this in south america they use calvin klein obsession what i kid you not because okay
0: I where the jaguars?
1: Yeah. Where,
0: where, 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 okay, first of all, Henny, where in the world would there be medium flow of traffic that you would have to be concerned about elephants crossing?
1: (laughs) No. Mostly, mostly when they were talking about that, they were talking about deer. You just
0: said elephants and
1: cow dung. That was a different different story.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Was, they use elephant dung. i was like, okay, but why do they need to cross? I don't get it. Okay, <laughs> where are jaguars? What country is this?
1: Ah, in South America.
0: Okay, but that's 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 not that's not a specific. That's not specific enough. Sorry. Um, where are jaguars? Specific country? I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. They didn't say. Okay. But, okay. but like
1: they were talking about the transatlantic highway in Canada and they were talking about the interstate system in the United States and and like and they even had some examples of specific species that are only found in like a very, very teeny tiny uh area. And that like mm-hmm. and that even across the highway is a variation of that species. Like they're two mm. different uh, types of the same animal and they never like breed with one another because they can't get to one another.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. So, so now what I really need, I think everybody wants to know is what would entice a raccoon to go on a safer journey across? Because I don't know, but I've seen lots of dead raccoons. Lots of raccoons.
1: I haven't heard about raccoons
0: okay okay so the other thing (laughs) okay one your your level of enthusiasm at nine o'clock at night about this is ridiculous I'm telling you Sandy
1: like this has been this has been the thing that has been giving me energy and 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 excitement in the the last three days (laughs) it was like
0: someone just like inserted the key and wound you up a little bit okay Penny one too. Why are you reading this book? Like, wh- why did that come in, like, it was, like, recommended for you based on your reading history?
1: Yeah, one of, one of the girls in my online book club uh, sent it to me, well, like, sent me the title and the author, I don't a few weeks ago. She was like, uh, she's like, Henny, I, she's like, I can't, I haven't read this yet, but I came across it, and I know you really liked the, the, the grocery book. I feel like you might like this one. Sandy, I do, I do like it. Okay, but you've also read the the toilet one. Loved the toilet one. Yep.
0: Okay, but there's some connections here, right? Because why are toilets? Why do we have restrooms, <laughs> uh, public restrooms? Because we have roads to take us there. <laughs> because we because of gas stations, right? We yeah. needed yeah, and so they had to put in a public toilet mm-hmm. if they wanted to open a uh, open a gas station. It's true. Okay. But Henny, I need to tell you that there's another
1: book then you're gonna have to read. Okay, tell me. It's a one about parking spaces. I've read it, Paved Paradise. (laughs) Oh God, okay. (laughs) And that also was really great. (laughs) I was thinking,
0: I just heard, because I just heard this on um, Armchair, and no Armchair, no, 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 David, the David Ferrier version. Oh,
1: um, Flightless Bird.
0: Flightless Bird, he was talking about that. But now yes. that you've said that now
1: he was you're right he was talking about he was talking about the author and that book paved yes. paradise and yes. I've read it and it was also very good like this this I think this is my like I think whatever this genre is called it's my favorite genre <laughs> okay noted yeah it's not history it's not science it's not no like society it's it it's all of those things depending on what exactly it is it's like a super specific element of the world yeah and how it impacts the environment how it impacts people how it impacts you know for some reason i find it really fascinating yeah i mean it is
0: an important it's i mean roads are important and you know if you're in a city and it's poorly laid out absolutely, absolutely. like i can think i know for sure bangkok poorly laid out i remember getting into the cab going to the airport some get picked up from the hotel and literally been 20 minutes and i look up and i'm like is that the hotel across the street because it was like un like mm-hmm. over top roadways and then underneath like kind of like the gardener built yeah. like that but only one same thing only one way but no crossing ways you had to go way yeah. around yeah. my goodness that is ridiculous Yep, yeah. totally yeah. ridiculous anyways well you know honey i thank you for for your enthusiasm <laughs> you're welcome <laughs>
1: appreciate it <laughs> thank you for listening to my tangent yeah. about <laughs> roads and animal about crossings roads.
0: yeah and roadkill I'm, ch- I'm actually interested cha- in roadkill.
1: yeah the chapter that i'm about to listen to is about noise pollution and how that oh, impacts oh, animals okay so i feel like that could also be interesting <laughs> that impacts animals <laughs> okay that's for next week
0: <laughs> tune, in, tune in next week Find out.
1: People are like, please don't. I don't need to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should put that on Instagram. A poll. Would you like to hear more yes. about this? <laughs> I think People are going to be like, please, no. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness, thank goodness. S- stick to weight and health. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. All right. What do you have for me? What do you have for me this week?
1: Well, I think we should chat about the episode of We Can Do Hard Things where the ladies uh, had a discussion with Aubrey Gordon. Okay. First of all, when I saw... So I don't listen to every single episode of we can do hard things but mm. when a specific guest comes up or when the title is something that i think oh that i think is of interest to me then i do listen and as soon as i saw aubrey gordon's name come up i thought this is an episode that i need to listen to mm. um aubrey gordon of course is a, a very educated uh uh speaker and writer on uh, anti-fat bias in society and uh, body image and, um, you know, the the conflation of uh, weight and health and and mm. what is true and what is not and, and all of those things. And she's written a couple of different books. Um, one of them is The 19 Myths About Fat People. Mm-hmm. i I think I've misquoted that title but it's, yeah. it's something like that and yeah. um and her her books I've read both of her books and they're both excellent the I think she does a really good job of explaining how our society has really done us a disservice <laughs> in a big way because Every single person in I'm going to say North American society, although I believe that it's wider than it's broader than that, um, you know, has really been trained to view fatness as negative Mm. and thinness as positive and and fatness as ugly and thinness as beauty and fatness as unhealthy and thinness as healthy. And, you know, all of these different dichotomies and many of which are, if not all of which are completely false in the, the like straight black and white way that they're, that they're sort of uh, viewed by us. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was interested to hear what she had to say and especially what the conversation was going to be like, with the women of we can do hard things because, you know, you have like, like Abby was a professional athlete for the majority of her adult life. And so that's a very, as far as food and exercise and health and wellness and weight, like that's a very specific type of life to follow. Yeah. Um, so I thought that would be interesting, but then you also have Glennon who has been quite public about her own struggles with anorexia and bulimia and eating disorders. And so I thought that also would be interesting to see, um, to see how this conversation would go when we're talking about what is health when it is related to weight, um, What is anti-fat bias? How does that show up in our world? Mm. And then what is the connection with that and, um, and eating and disordered eating, I guess, whether that is obsessive compulsive eating and, and binge eating and, um, uh, or restriction of eating. Right. And I mean, it was, I thought they had a really interesting conversation. I don't know if anything was something that I hadn't heard before, but Mm -hmm. like we say all the time when we're talking to each other is you, you have to hear things again and again. Yeah. You know, so was there anything in particular that really struck you? There were a couple of things. One was,
0: and it was right at the very beginning of the conversation, talking about, you know, people with a an eating disorder or thin people are like underweight thin people or unwell thin people or right. unwell unwell people are told to eat more because they were they've been restricting their food. But then you have someone with overweight and they're told to restrict their food. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, but they're opposite ends almost of of the, you know, the weight debate, I guess. Yeah. You know, and weight. And so that I found it was like I'd never heard that before in that way. And so it was like interesting. Also, because Aubrey is very open about, She, she also has an eating disorder, um, and how that people who don't fit into the typical bulimic anorexic body image and type are dismissed, even if they are suffering in that way, which she said she was like, When she would lose weight, it often was a time when she was going through a period of you know bulimic type Mm -hmm. behaviors, yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 then and then people and people said, You're just like you look great, and so you are um congratulated or rewarded for it, and so that behavior continues, um. Where the behavior in someone whose physical body does not carry anything extra but it's doing exactly the same thing also it's told that that is a bad thing to do you know yeah. um so it, that the
1: idea the idea of the same behavior being labeled good or bad, depending on who is doing the behavior is a real, I mean, it's so problematic. Yeah. You know, like I I'm trying to think if I, I I'm just on the top of my head, I'm trying to think like, is there any behavior that would be truly positive for someone to do and negative for another person to do? Like I, like morally good or bad. I, I don't, I don't think so. Like I think, well, actually there are
0: because men can act in an assertive way and that's a positive thing and then women do and that's a negative. So, okay.
1: Yes. I was thinking of that, but that's not, <laughs> but that's not good. Like it shouldn't be yeah. like that either. No, that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Know, I, but that's, I think that's a, that's a, an analogous conversation, right? But You know, that when we, when it comes to fatness, you know, a person who has overweight is encouraged to restrict their eating, but a person who has underweight is encouraged to eat more, right? Like they're, they are encouraged to do the opposite thing Mm -hmm. where, and and it's exactly like you're saying with men and women, men are told to be, you know, assertive and women are told to be meek and mild, you know, like it's. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real problem. Our society has a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The other thing that really uh, was like statistically, and I'm assuming this is in the U.S., um, that overweight people are paid $20,000 a year on average less than their counterparts. That was, but that... Even let's add that's not even that's that doesn't even through throw the the statistics in there about women being paid less
1: uh-huh. or, or about people of color being people. paid less. Yeah.
0: So what if you're a person of color and you're overweight?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I mean that, and I was like, what?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I remember that. I remember that. And I believe that it was in one of her books, or maybe in both of them, where she talked about like the different states in the United States where it's still legal to discriminate against people for jobs because of certain things, weight being one of them, right? So, so I mean, I think that must be where it comes into play. Mm. But I
0: and but that it's
1: actually a lot of states. Yes. Yeah, because I think, because I think it was only like three where it was illegal to discriminate. That's what I'm thinking. I I Uh, think
0: from, I think it was like over 40 states still today that it is legal.
1: And then, and so, and that is, and this was something that, that they, that they mentioned also that, that had me thinking, that has me thinking about it now is because that's just on, like, that's just on paper. You know, like, on paper, it is, you know, in certain places, Canada being one of them, it is illegal to discriminate against a person for their physical appearance. But we have to recognize that although on paper it is illegal to do that, unless you are doing blind hiring, that has got to play a role
0: yeah i mean again just because it's illegal doesn't mean it doesn't it's not happening it doesn't happen
1: right and, and, and one and of the things prove yeah,
0: things like that is very difficult very
1: difficult yeah very difficult because of course if you if you are the hire like if you are the person doing the hiring and you have first of all i think because we carry unconscious biases with us I think that it's quite possible that we were discriminating without necessarily realizing Mm. to a very minor extent I mean like the the not realizing bit like is maybe questionable um but I also think that you know, if we were, if we were discriminating in our decisions and then we were called on it, it's very easy for us to say, well, no, it wasn't that, it was something else, you know? Exactly. Um, exactly. But we, yeah, I, it just, it, it reminded me, like, to hear, to hear these women in conversation <laughs> reminded me again about how we have been taught that fatness is bad and mm. that mm. it is uh that it is ugly and not to be like looked at that it is shameful that and that it is a moral failing right mm. if if you are fat that means that you uh, have no willpower, have no self-control, lack discipline, like, you know, you, you, you know, make poor choices. You, you're like, like, this is the, this is the general consensus of North American society. Mm. And yet we know that it's not a moral failing and yeah. it's, it's just a body type yeah and that there are so many things that factor into the body that you have and the weight that you carry. Yeah, you know yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean certainly my food choices are going to impact my body a hundred percent. But if I'm choosing to eat, one thing over another thing it doesn't make me morally good or bad.
0: no that's you right.
1: know and yet that is really what we're taught. and then and then you know you start thinking about, you know the way that we're taught that, you know, um that I remember this, you know, coming up a, a couple of different times, but like villains in stories are often, fat people Hmm. um because there's something supposed to be bad or mean or nefarious or uh villainous about them um but then also like just this idea that you know uh, as soon as as soon as we hear the word like and and it's uh, it, it's something that I've been working on in the last couple of years to not have such an aversion to the word fat, like, mm-hmm. and and to treat it more neutrally. But right. we have, you know, we, we're our knee jerk reaction from for many of us, if we hear someone say, like, oh, you know, um, you know, that person is fat, or you're fat, or I'm fat, or, I'm fat, or whatever, our knee jerk reaction is to say, oh, no, you're not. Yeah. You know, and so and they were talking about that on the podcast. Like the Oh, oh no, you're not. Yes. Okay, but I mean, maybe I am or maybe I'm not. Yeah. But I mean, if you if you feel like the very first thing you have to say is oh no, you're not, then what you're really telling me is that I should feel bad if I am. Yeah. <laughs> and that which you're trying to you're trying to assuage any bad feelings. By, you know, ensuring me that I'm not. And so, phew, dodged a bullet there. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's really wild.
0: Yeah. She had an example, Aubrey did, of standing in line and talking to a friend and actually saying something about how she was fat, like herself. Mm. And the, the woman behind her said to her, yeah. Oh, dear, that's don't say that about yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it's exactly what you're saying is that... Yeah. Then it's like, well, okay, but uh, yeah. Well, so it's, it's bad. It's a bad yeah, thing. They it shouldn't say thing. that because yeah. then I don't feel good about myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. It's really, it's really quite fascinating. Mm. Uh just to think about how deeply ingrained that consciousness is, you know, and that, that, uh, that bias against fatness Mm. is in, in, in many of us and in our society for sure.
0: Yeah. But we grow up with it, honey. I know. Right. It's, and that's the thing. It's like, we, we learn it. We, 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 it's reinforced or, you know, don't, don't call someone fat. Uh That's not nice. Uh Uh
1: I had a, did I tell you this? I think that I told you, I, I don't know if I told you, I told this story on the podcast, but, um, I had a earlier this year, one student in my class was upset and came to me because another kid had called him fat oh no and so and so i said to the kid like to the to the kid who was sad i said well why do you why do you think he told why do you think he said that and and so the kid said because he was trying to be mean and i said um and did it upset you yes and so did you tell him that 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 you thought that he was being mean no so i said okay well let's talk to this other kid so we bring the kid over and so I said, you know, this kid is quite upset what happened. And so then the other kid just sort of like looked at me like with big wide eyes, like. Yeah, You're like, know, I don't know. I have no idea. And so I said, well, I said, this kid said that um, this kid says that he thought that you were saying something on purpose to make him feel sad. Is that true? And like, I was really trying to be careful about not framing it yeah. that. Like it was bad to call someone fat, but also right. like you said it to be mean and yeah. that's the problem, you know? Yeah. And so, and so I said, do you, were you trying to be mean? And the kid shrugged his shoulders. And so I said, well, if you're shrugging your shoulders, I think maybe you were trying to be mean. Mm. And he shrugged his shoulders again. And I said, well, I said, would you like to, would you like to tell that to me? And he just looked at me and I said, well, would you like to tell me that I'm fat? And he was like, no. And I said, well, I am fat. (laughs) And he like (laughs) looked at me like he couldn't believe it. And I said, but you still wouldn't tell that to me. So I said, I think that means that you were trying to be mean to this kid. And he was like, yes, I'm sorry. like, all right. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I feel like I did that all right. I feel like I you did a great job. this conversation. But like, I that is the first time in my life that I have not done the the knee jerk like yep. that was a over here. thing to Say don't call people fat. Yeah. It was the first time in my in wow. my forty years that I have ever not done the like the don't say that. Yeah.
0: No, that's what well, was well but done. We saw, but well,
1: I felt done. really good about it. You should. You <laughs> should. Really yeah. So yeah. it's just, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I think about, um, like certainly, in the school environment, uh, in 2023, it's sad that it's still happening, but the the most frequent thing for one kid to say to another kid in an effort to be mean is to mm. call them yeah. and I regularly like at least once a week we'll have a conversation with a kid to like to say you know why why would you say this to this other kid yeah like, um were you were you trying to be mean So I said, so first of all, you're trying to be mean to this kid. And so you're calling him what you have determined is a name. But then also you're using a name that some people use to describe themselves. So you're being doubly mean. Yeah. You know, and so and like that is so clear to me in my head. Like it's so clear to me in my head that it's totally fine to identify as a gay person but to use the word to be mean to another person is not okay, but yeah. when it comes to fat, like it has taken me so long to like mm. recognize that it's actually the same thing,
0: yeah, yeah you know, it's exactly it's not
1: okay to use the word as a slur to be yeah. mean to another person, but it's totally appropriate to use it as an identifier, yeah. <laughs> You know, and yeah. it is taking me very long time mm. to put yeah. that together. It's just so interesting how one thing can seem so obvious and another one is like a real mind bender.
0: Mm. You know? Maybe it's,
1: but maybe it's because part of it's because
0: you're talking about something that for you has mm. felt
1: bad or shameful. Mm itself. For sure. I mean, I think that has to be a part of it, right? Like yeah. it's it's e- it's much easier to understand something from an objective point of view when it's not when it doesn't touch you. Yes. Right? So, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean,
0: kids are funny though because you know, I mean, I, it well, I can't believe still that that's what they're saying. You know, it's like Honestly, oh, you're, it, you're gonna... do they even know what the term? What do they even know what what that is? Do they even they, know what it means?
1: They do. They do, and oh, that's okay. and that's why they use it because they're they're trying to be mean because ninety nine percent of the time it will be one boy talking to another boy, mm. and so the the worst thing in their small minds that they have decided and by small minds i mean young minds <laughs> yeah. yeah the worst thing that they can possibly decide that they've decided that they could possibly accuse someone of is being attracted to the same gender but only with the boys
0: so interesting mm.
1: yeah i mean it that's a that's a that that homophobic insult that slur was something that was you know quote unquote popular when i was in school in the 90s yeah. yeah it should not still be that way in 2023 and yet unfortunately it is discrimination and bias against people who are different in one way or another exists period yeah you yeah. know mm in all facets in all shapes and sizes in all uh areas of life you know and and so Mm. I think hopefully drawing attention to it is is the first like you know step in the right direction but yeah geez it takes a long time to do anything about it and to like and to make real change yeah and so when it comes to anti fat bias, it's the same, right? Like we need more people like Aubrey Gordon speaking out and saying, "Okay, but, you know, you can say this or you can't say this, or you know, yeah. like like she was telling a story about what did had she gone to someone's house and Yeah, I think she'd gone to someone's house and they had some sort of a conversation and that person like couldn't believe that, you know, that, that anti-fat bias was even a thing. And Aubrey was like, okay, but I don't even fit in the chair that you have in your home. So like, (laughs) you know, and she was like, and like, and this woman like couldn't even believe it, hadn't even thought about it, you know, like, but I mean, the thing, like we need more people Willing to speak out about these things so that the people who haven't experienced Mm -hmm. it and, and don't seem like they really have, you know, are, are clued into any of it do start to get clued into it. Because the more we recognize it, the more we can either change it or Mm
0: -hmm.
1: avoid it or, you know, work through it, you know. Yeah was uh it was good i I would recommend I would recommend a listen for sure
0: yeah yeah it was good
1: but uh, I'll put it in I'll put the specific episode number in the show notes so if you want to okay that specific episode up you can but uh yeah it was good and yeah. if you want to learn more about road ecology <laughs> I mean I'll put the title and author of that book in the show notes also <laughs> was it an is he an interesting or she an
0: interesting person to listen to
1: uh, I don't think you'll love the narrative.
0: okay there was
1: one thing that there was one thing that they were reading and I was like hmm someone should have caught that they said something about like the winding roads and I was like some they meant winding (laughs) and I was like whoever was listening to the person read this like should have caught that and had them fix it yeah because because this is not a pronunciation thing that's wrong this is like you said the wrong word (laughs) but I mean I'm fine with it it's it's fine for me I I don't know I don't know if you would be okay with the voice I know you a little picky. <laughs> Okay. I am more than a little picky. Well, Sandy, it's uh that's it. That that hour went really quickly. It did. Cuz I was did. So because we because we road. spent like 35 minutes with un-
0: silly shenanigans. Sorry. <laughs> no, we both did. I was talking about making stuff and all kinds oh, of Yeah, stuff. Make, my oh, puzzles,
1: yeah a my, jam. Oh yeah. And yeah, my yeah. and my
0: puzzle situations, you know. Anyway, Exciting These lives are, we live. These are exciting do. lives we live, no? <laughs> <laughs> I mean
1: <laughs> well, what People we do for fun. Be jealous. <laughs> they, should be. they should be jealous. Oh my All goodness. Right, anyway. uh, thank uh, you for having this conversation with me. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thank you. Thanks for
0: giving me a good laugh. I needed it. (laughs) No problem.
1: (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.